Welcome to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about Raven's Circle. In the woods where we live, there is a small clearing that is ringed by half a dozen tall white pines. We have a ceremonial area there with a fire pit and wood stumps for seats. We use the place for moon ceremonies, meditations and Wheel of the Year celebrations, lighting small fires, singing and moving about in dance and ritual. One year in early spring, I began noticing raven calls that seemed to be coming from this circle. Ever since reading Bernd Heinrich's excellent books on ravens, I've been extra observant of these fascinating birds, and I wanted to see what they might be up to in our woods. Knowing that ravens often build their nests at the top of conifer trees, I stood in the circle and looked straight up. There, in the top branches of the tallest pine, was a classic raven's nest, a big affair made of sticks whose silhouette was partly visible against the sky. I was charmed that ravens had chosen our sacred circle for their nest. We have quite a number of people sometimes who attend events, and I knew that this largely solitary bird prefers nesting sites away from human habitation and activity. I took their presence as a good sign and began thinking of the place as Raven's Circle. But then I began to wonder if it was a good sign. I began to wonder what it might mean for the circle to have Raven energy present for ceremonies and meditations. For I knew something about the Raven from folklore and mythology, and Raven from ancient times has been regarded as dark, otherworldly, and chaotic. But at the same time, Raven was a, also thought to be a creature of resurrection and rebirth. And at this time of year, as we begin to move from the dark quarter of the old year to the promise of light in the new year, it is a fitting time to honor and explore the polarity of Raven's nature. Raven has been esteemed in most all northern cultures of the Americas, Europe, and Asia, and it figures prominently in the cosmology of these regions. Humans observed that ravens seemed to be an animal much like themselves that could figure things out by situation, rather than just reacting by instinct. Humans appreciated the ravens' complex vocalizations, their ability to mimic sounds, and they heard in the raven the voice of prophecy. Ravens have the ability to soar like hawks high into the sky, and also to walk on the earth like people putting one foot in front of the other, abilities that made the raven look like a messenger between the worlds. Within the cycle of the wheel of the year, raven is most at home here at the end of the dark quarter, because raven stands on the border between the dark world and the light. Traditionally, since ravens are scavengers and carrion eaters, they were associated with goddesses of death and war. The Norse Valkyries shape-shifted into ravens when walking on the battlefield to claim the souls of dead warriors. Celtic goddesses like the Morrigan and Rhiannon took the form of a raven to proclaim the imminence of death or to foretell future events. Being goddesses of the underworld, they were the keepers of occult knowledge, and the raven, with its eerie and provocative voice, spoke their truths to those who were able to listen. One being who listened to the raven goddess's wisdom from the dark world was the Norse god Odin. Odin had two raven companions, 
Hugen, which means thought, and Munin, meaning memory. These ravens flew through the land, observing the goings-on in the world. Then, perching on Odin's shoulders each morning, they spoke into his ears all they had learned, making Odin omniscient. Raven was also a creature of light and creation, an image that was prominent, for example, in the Raven Cycle, a collection of trickster-transformer tales of the Pacific Northwest coastal tribes. In these tales, Raven is an alternately clever and stupid bird-human figure with a voracious and erotic appetite. Part of the Raven Cycle tells of Raven flying high up into the sky to escape the Great Flood and then returning to recreate the land when the flood subsided. Raven's trickster persona appears chaotic, even dangerous, as he often violated social norms and tried to destroy the way of life of humans, as when in one story he stole the sun. But essentially, Raven existed to remind people that the earth has its own patterns, independent of human will, patterns which can always be relied upon to perpetuate the natural cycles of the earth, even when these rhythms seem to get in the way of how humans want to construct their lives and societies. Raven's actions are the stuff of light and life, flowing out of dark wisdom, and they keep the wheel eternally turning. So now, on the cusp of the new year, may Raven's voice bless you with good tidings, and with the wisdom to understand and use them. So mote it be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.